The Exequy by Henry King Read for LibriVox.org by Thomas Copeland The Exequy Accept, thou shrine of my dead saint, Instead of dirges this complaint, And for sweet flowers to crown thy hearse, Receive a strew of weeping verse From thy grieved friend, Whom thou mightst see quite melted into tears for thee, Dear loss, since thy untimely fate my task hath been to meditate on thee, on thee. Thou art the book, the library whereon I look, though almost blind. For thee, loved clay, I languish out, not live the day, using no other exercise but what I practice with mine eyes, by which wet glasses I find out how lazily time creeps about to one that mourns. This, only this, my exercise and business is. So I compute the weary hours, with sighs dissolve it into showers. No wonder if my time go thus backward and most preposterous, thou hast benighted me. Thy set, this eve of blackness did beget, who wast my day, though overcast before thou hadst thy noontide passed, and I remember must, in tears, thou scarce hadst seen so many years as day tells hours. By thy clear sun my love and fortune first did run, but thou wilt never more appear folded within my hemisphere, since both thy light and motion like a fled star is fallen and gone, and twixt me and my soul's dear wish, the earth now interposed is, which such a strange eclipse doth make as ne'er was read in almanac. I could allow thee for a time to darken me in my sad clime, were it a month, a year, or ten, I would thy exile live till then, and all that space my mirth adjourn, so thou wouldst promise to return, and putting off thy ashy shroud at length disperse this sorrow's cloud. But woe is me! The longest date too narrow is to calculate these empty hopes. Never shall I be so much blessed as to descry a glimpse of thee, Till that day come, which shall the earth to cinders doom, And a fierce fever must calcine the body of this world, Like thine, my little world. That fit of fire once off, our bodies shall aspire to our soul's bliss. Then we shall rise and view ourselves with clearer eyes, In that calm region where no night can hide us from each other's sight. Meantime thou hast her earth, much good may my harm do thee. Since it stood with heaven's will, I might not call her longer mine, I give thee all my short-lived right and interest in her whom living I loved best. With a most free and bounteous grief, I give thee what I could not keep. Be kind to her. And prithee, look thou right into thy doomsday book each parcel of this rarity which in thy casket shrined doth lie. See that thou make thy reckoning straight, and yield her back again by weight, 
for thou must audit on thy trust each grain and atom of this dust as thou wilt answer him that lent not gave thee my dear monument so close the ground and bout her shade black curtains draw my bride is laid sleep on my love in thy cold bed never to be disquieted my last good night thou wilt not wake till i thy fate shall overtake till age or grief or sickness must marry my body to that dust it so much loves and fill the room my heart keeps empty in thy tomb stay for me there i will not fail to meet thee in that hollow vale and think not much of my delay I am already on the way, and follow thee with all the speed desire can make or sorrows breed. Each minute is a short degree, and every hour a step towards thee. At night, when I betake to rest, next morn I rise nearer my west of life almost by eight hours' sail than when sleep breathed his drowsy gale. Thus, from the sun my bottom steers and my day's compass downward bears. Nor labor I to stem the tide through which to thee I swiftly glide. Tis true, with shame and grief I yield, thou like the van first took'st the field, and gotten hast the victory in thus adventuring to die before me, whose more years might crave a just precedence in the grave. But hark, I pulse, like a soft drum beats my approach tells thee i come and slow howe'er my marches be i shall at last sit down by thee the thought of this bids me go on and wait my dissolution with hope and comfort dear forgive the crime i am content to live divided with but half a heart Till we shall meet and never part. Notes The Exequy. This beautiful poem, which bore in Hannah's manuscript the subtitle, itself not unmemorable, to his matchless, never to be forgotten friend, makes, with Tell Me No More, King's chief claim to poetic rank. It is not, he never is, splendid or strange or soul shaking but for simplicity sincerity tenderness and grace nay as the time went nature it has in its modest way not many superiors versions are found in ashmole manuscript thirty six folio two fifty three and rawlinson poetic manuscript one sixty folio forty one verso line thirty six the all three manuscripts read an which considering the obvious double meaning of earth is perhaps better line sixty seven sixty eight assonance though not elsewhere unknown is not common in king line eighty one and following if the last paragraph has seemed to any to approach false wit this ought to make amends and so with the conclusion end of poem this recording is in the public domain